accept. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance radio show or podcast by Gabi Abdelkadir. I hope everyone is being safe and you've been taking care of yourselves and you've been enjoying the warm weather. Today, I have a special, special guest for you. Her name is Erika Aguilar. And uh, I will read you a short bio. She is a lot more than what her bio is uh, saying because you have to get to know her. She is um, a woman of value, a woman of principle, of a lot of things about her. But I'm going to just give you a brief idea of who she is. Erica Aguilar is a business strategy coach and a best selling author with a background in finance and working in the corporate environment for 10 years and with her love for languages and cultures, it was just a matter of time that I that she started her own business as well as join the business with her husband. This is what she says, being an entrepreneur and a mom has taught me compassion for my clients and my team. It is important to understand priorities, adversities, and urgencies. I believe when people are ready, when people are ready, I like that, they are unstoppable. We teach that to our children and it applies in business as well. Erica is a wife and a mom of two gorgeous boys and uh, I will be posting her bio and all her social media, her contact links on uh, um, on Podbean as well as on, on YouTube. So, Erica, welcome to my podcast, lovely. Oh, thank you so much, Gabby. This is a pleasure to, for me to be here, really. And, oh my God, that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it, honestly, it doesn't even give you enough credit because I know who you are. This does not give you enough credit, but people need to get to know you, right? They need to get in touch with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Tell me a little bit about uh, growing up, just a little bit like what you were like and how you came to Canada and yes. where were you before Canada? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. So I grew up in Lima in Peru. I'm Peruvian. My parents are Peruvian in the capital of Lima, which is a very crowded city. And uh, I am the oldest of four. Now my, my parents, like back in that time, they have kids back to back. <laughs> so I immediately move. And so when I started the school years, I moved with my grandparents. So pretty much I grew up around my grandparents, my uncles, my aunt, that also they were single at a time and they were young adults, which means that I was like very spoiled by them. However, everything had to do with, um, they, were, they would always encourage me that uh, about education. I was sent to a private school. And I, like I said, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, with my uncle, my aunt, which I appreciate a lot, everything on the help and support that they, they brought for me. And then I would spend the weekends back home with my, my brothers. So that was very, um, a very hectic, a lot of uh, traveling, commuting, yeah. uh, growing up. So I learned a lot about the life in the city. I learned a lot about how people, they do things differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, being Peru and especially in the, in the capital Lima, a place where social uh, status or um, they're very defined, 
It was a very interesting approach for me. That being said, because we didn't have a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. However, my parents, they managed with the help of some relative that I would send me to a private school. So it was a big, in a way, huge expectations <laughs> from my, for what I would be in life. Yeah. Being the only girl as well, my parents understood from since I was uh, very young that uh, women didn't have a lot of opportunities yes. back home. Right. Things have changed a lot. Trust me. I have friends who are my age, cousins who are my age, women that are extremely successful. And that is fantastic. But when I was a kid, they could not even see that ever happening. So yeah. this is why pretty much they invested in my education. Yeah. That's cool. That. And then what, when did you come to Canada? So how did it happen? Well, mm-hmm. this is this is what happened. Situations in places like Peru, they are not as stable. Politics are not as stable. Economy is not as stable at all. So in the 90s, there was uh, a lot of insecurities. I maybe have been in private education, in high school and everything. It was very difficult to decide to go to university. So the opportunity came that I could move to the States. Mm-hmm. I have relatives there. And that's exactly what I did. I turned 21 and pretty much was ready. I went there. I went to a community college in the States. I was working. I And I spent there about, I would say, five, six, seven years and then moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. So I've been <laughs> to many different places. When I moved to Canada, though, I will tell you, uh, right now, I live in the area of, in Ontario, in, in Burlington. When I moved to Canada, I moved to Quebec City. Now, no, sorry, it's Quebec, the province, but in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So they speak French there. So now we're talking about that. I'm somebody who learning and studying, it was always a priority in my life growing up. So when I moved to the States, even though I already knew a little bit of English, I continued studying, working and studying at the same time. When I moved to Canada and in the area of Montreal, that's where, like, I said, okay, well, you know what? I already have, I can find a job, I can do certain things, but the language is very important. So I put myself back into learning something. And um, yeah, and through my years, it have been different things that I have done. A lot of things has to do with executive assistant, working in offices, working in different uh, environments, industries. And one that I really, one thing that I really appreciate is that uh, people were very, they were very helpful because they knew my interest in learning the language, right? And this is how. Now I live in Ontario, like I said, and it's been about nine years. And nine years here. Okay, yeah. so was it uh, because you are you speak Spanish? Was French a little easier for you than it would have been to other people? It's uh, because there is a lot of words. Well, I will, I will tell you something. Okay, I'm learning another language now. So I'll, I know I'm I'm learning Italian, but I will say I will tell you something. It was perhaps, I will understand it because of the structure of the language. Yeah. But it's definitely a different language. It's 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 not. It doesn't help. Being Spanish speaking did not help with the French, no? I will tell you, I know French now, I know Spanish, and it's not helping learning Italian. (laughs) No, really? Oh, I mean, perhaps it does. It's just that I, I love languages and I know that I will learn. I just, uh, I take my time to, 
I yeah. really do what it what it takes, you know? Like yeah. the things that I'm doing to learn Italian they're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's yeah, I think it I think that would have been would be an easy language for me because I grew up my mom was her second language was Italian. Oh. So when she got upset, that is the only language she spoke so that I think me and my brother wouldn't understand when she was really mad she's swearing or whatever and it was all Italian she could talk like 100 words a minute when she was upset and uh, so and then the first six years of my life I grew up in a Catholic school where all my teachers were Italian which is where I picked up this accent in a way yeah they were nuns right they were Italian nuns. right and while I don't have great memories with them because I got a lot of beating from them growing up and but you can't really gossip in front of me in Italian I I can catch I I, I just understand maybe not fluent I don't speak it but I can I can but you can understand, understand. oh yeah, yeah I can understand yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, that's the thing I think that's the thing with language if we talk a little bit about it because when we went to um went to Italy in Milan I could understand I could have an idea what they were talking about when people when they were asking something they would, would drive to tiny towns where people that's all they would speak Italian mm -hmm. and I was able to put it together I will speak in Spanish very slow they would talk to me in Italian very slow we were able to communicate yes yeah, that's what we I was were, talking about Spanish a little thing. bit it helps yeah yeah Being so Spanish speaking it helps yeah yes Excellent. So talk to me. And then you and decided then. to become a, an entrepreneur. Is it before you had the kids or after you had the kids, you decided to become like an independent business owner? After. Even though I will tell you something, when I was living in Montreal and I was working at immigration uh, office, lawyer office, I was doing... Um, freelance for a translator interpreter or translator with immigration as well <clears throat> i was i also kind of opened a small business yeah <clears throat> sorry i wish i was cleaning houses and i have a couple of people who were helping me so i didn't even know that was a business i would just tell people hey do you have time because i have more houses and i will be doing that like two days a week so that's where i think my curiosity for entrepreneurs started because I realized that uh, you can create something where you will decide your hours, where um, people will have the direct contact with you, and then you will find, in a way, you have that pride for what you offer, the service that you offer. Mm -hmm. However, it was always, and because, again, the, the way I was raised when I was growing up, that the idea that I have in my head, right, that being at successful uh, professional you have your office <laughs> right like in the in the world of business that is what success was defined as when yes. i was growing up yeah so that's how i got into the corporate like really building a career and getting to to grow whatever was presented in front of me mm -hmm. i would want to get it i would want to be there mm -hmm. so then uh my husband when the kids were about two years old that he his job position was eliminated mm -hmm. and his job is specific to what he was doing in the province there was only three four people who would do that mm -hmm. so uh, an opportunity presented for him to come to Ontario mm -hmm. now physically 
it was not possible that I will do the same job if I will be transferred to the office in, in Ontario from, from Montreal. Yeah. Because he is somebody since before we got married, I always knew when we met, I knew that he would travel all the time for work and that was fine. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like some people will tell me, how can you have a relationship? I'm like, you know what? We are both very independent. We are both very um, mentally independent i think yeah and yeah. we do very well the way that our relationship goes obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> so i knew that physically i couldn't like drop off the kids at a daycare go all the way to downtown work and then come back and pick up the kids from the the, the daycare, daycare yeah. yeah i will not have the time enough hours in the day to do that because the daycare opens and closes a certain hour yeah so so that's where I start looking for other options. That's where, and I will say that um, when the opportunity presented to me, I was so ready. I just wanted to do something else. That's when the business mind kicked in. It's almost like immediate that it was one part of me that said, this is what I have to do. And the other part, which was a big 50-50, the other part was how, how could I just abandon my career? How could I just like not try it again? Because I was still trying. I was trying to get the company Mm-hmm. to let me work from home back then. Can you imagine? <laughs> it, was not, it was not a possibility. They were like, what all. do you yeah. mean? Nobody can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think they could. I think I could. <laughs> but that, that, was the, that was the reality back then. And I'm talking about, like I said, seven, um, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, and this is where it comes, when, that, when I said, when people are ready, they're unstoppable. So I just took that opportunity and I just went with it and didn't stop since. Since that time, a lot of things have changed, developed new, different business. And like I, you mentioned, we work, now we have a business together, fine finance. Yeah. And I still have other businesses by myself. Yeah. And so, so that's how everything like develop. It was not immediate. It was not, okay, from here to there. I really, really have a lot of compassion. I really have a lot of understanding for women and men in general who have that behind their back, their corporate career, their wall, that, oh, because it is part of you. And it doesn't start just when you got the job. A lot of times it comes from when you are growing up from the beliefs of this is what success looks like. mindset, yeah. That's so, so this is why I know that it's a lot of shifting on your mindset that it, it, it comes with it when you become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Which is, um, so, so that's why um, strategies are very important. Mm-hmm. And for that, I will tell you, my husband, Pierre, he's very good on that. So we're pretty much complement our idea yeah. yes and that that's how we come out with uh, the final result of the product yeah, right the product, yeah so how many ever since you started slowly switching to entrepreneurship how long did it take you before you really became successful well like i said because it was with a network marketing company yeah and there are systems in place there are already things that they are built I didn't question it. I have to say that. I didn't question it. I didn't doubt it. I just 
went for it. Just like when I arrived to Montreal and I learned turn around and I realized people don't speak English here and I have to learn and I have to learn this language because that was a reality. I never knew before coming to Canada that the people didn't speak English. Well that they speak English but the people will speak French in some areas. Yeah. I just didn't know that because it was not in my radar to to know that. I just knew yeah. Canada but then that happened. So in the same way it was the same I will say mindset that when I joined a network marketing company with systems in place with already uh, a program built and um, I just that's what I did that's what I did but that was one part of it because don't forget we develop other businesses that it has nothing to do so we have to start from from um, zero in a way right and again a lot of personal development is involved yeah a lot of it Uh, investment of course it is time different time because then it required for me also to take time off evenings or weekends to to run my business and it was a shift on the family um you know like uh the dynamic that we have so both of us will compensate so it was uh, and that it has to be accompanied with personal development because i understand that it's not immediate but at the same time when you make a decision then you realize oh I have to be away on the weekend. What are my kids going to eat? <laughs> so it is a lot of communication that it takes place. It's a yeah, lot yeah. of, so you, I am really, will tell you that uh, it takes, we say it takes a village to raise a child oh my for, a, for a mom to go into business. It takes <laughs> the whole world <laughs> because it, it's a lot. It, but you, you know what? It's all about, how ready you are, how committed you could be in that moment, and yeah. a mostly willing. Willingness, it's, it's, it's a big part as well. Yeah. Can you imagine now we're talking about this? Can you imagine right now, Erica, like um, people who have three, four kids, the schools are closed. So they have to study at home. So each one of them is sitting with a laptop and they're going different grades and different classes, right? And then you have a business that you have to run. And then because you're working from home too, right? And then you have to worry about the breakfast. And then during their breaks, you need to to, to get their snacks. And then you have to worry about lunch and then another Mm -hmm. snack and then dinner. So it's like, if you don't have a great time management tool, it can be very stressful. I know a lot of women oh, yeah. are really stressed. I'm telling you, like, you know what? I I remember when I, my kids were perhaps in grade one when I start my first business. And yeah. I remember I was always like a stay-at-home mom. I will go to all the activities, the school near volunteers, and I love volunteering. Yeah. The school will need volunteers. I will be there. I could, I could afford to do that. I could, I could timely. Yes. I could afford to do it because I have the time for it. I love doing it. All these things, but at the same time, I was working. And I remember once there was someone, some lady who asked me this. Another mom of another kid says. So when do you actually do the work? I said, you know what? My job is any time when my clients are available. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I allow my clients to, to decide yeah. for me the timing back then, right? Yeah. And that was 
-hmm. a training for me. A training because my kids will come home mm -hmm. from school. I will pick yeah. them up from a school, and perhaps two hours later, uh -huh. I had a meeting. I had somewhere to be, mm -hmm. and sometimes my husband wasn't home. He was away on a, on a trip. Oh my goodness! So I will either bring them with me. Or I will either get a babysitter to stay with them or clients will come over because I have a space designated my my house for my client. Yeah. Clients will come over and at the same time I have a babysitter in, in the basement or outside with them. Yeah. So to organize all that, when people would look at it, it was just like I was the mom who always volunteered and it's always everywhere. <laughs> It's always everywhere. Yeah, so, so when this happened in March last year, and I have many friends and moms of the school uh, that after a while we, we become friends, right? My kid's now in grade seven. And I remember that desperation because we started doing like a Zoom every week to see how everybody's doing. And I listening to them, I would be like, wow, I didn't really feel that much of a difference other than... And it's so about strategy. So listen to this, what we did. We put a camera in front of their area where they're supposed to be studying. So yeah. all that I have to do, if for any reason, I know the schedule when they're supposed to be, I just check, okay, they're, in their, they're, they're sitting down because they have like 20 minutes in between and kids are kids. You cannot trust that, you know, and I don't have time yeah. to go every hour to tell them, hey, it's time to go back into the computer. So... It's, it's all about like planning and scheduling. It's all about, um, but it's true that I was a, perhaps a little bit ahead, a little bit ready because yeah. of all the things. If my, my husband, if Pierre was not traveling, it wouldn't be a different experience for me because he would just stay home with it. But can you imagine I have three babysitters on call? I have no choice because I, I was building a business. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if one was not available, sometimes it was last minute, then the, the next one. And there, there will be people that I trust. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And if they were not available, they will come with me. So how do you bring two seven-year-olds to somebody else's home? I know. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, a lot God. of negotiation. Yeah. I think they're very good negotiators by <laughs> Oh, my experience, I know. Oh, there was God. an opportunity to learn that. Yeah. So I think, I think it can, everything, whatever is presented in front of us, I find, and that was it, as an opportunity. It's never easy. It's never smooth. It's never, oh, yeah, it, it looks so easy for you. No, it's the opposite. It's yeah. really, it takes, and trust me, I know what is overwhelming. I know what it is like, you know what? You just don't want to do anything. I remember how many times I would say, I wish I can just sleep for one day. Yeah. Without like, what, what is it like? <laughs> what is it like not having to get up? <laughs> I know, right? not having to get up in the morning, yeah. And I remember back then it was like that. So you know what I did? Very early, my kids learned how to make their lunches. <laughs> because at least on the weekends the first time that they started doing that you know what i'm like oh my god it can't take an, an extra hour or two hours so that means that i work later late at the evening so it's all about uh when you're working from home when you're a mompreneur it, yeah. you if you're a mompreneur 
you are still being a mom, an entrepreneur at the same time. Yes. So you get to include your children into the business. Yeah. Everything counts. Everything yeah. counts. Yeah. My kids are completely, my kids are completely disconnected to what is the business itself. Mm-hmm. However, the fact that they are independent, the fact that they can do things, the fact that they see a box arriving with products and they tell me that the box cannot stay outside for all day. So they are, they are participating in that way. They are included because they're growing. Yeah, they're growing. Yeah, they're in grade seven now. You said, right? Yeah. Yeah, grade seven. So you yeah. know what? For them, it, this things when they see me on a Zoom. Okay, this is another thing because when they we start doing a lot more Zoom calls and everything is virtual, like right now we are doing, they know to just stay or just look at me and walk away. And I find very funny when people they share their video when the kids just jump or they you know what I mean and the noise is around. But the reason why they will do and trust me, my kids have been like uh, making noise and fighting sometimes because they're very wild <laughs> when I'm in, in a call, right? But the thing is that it was more automatic for them because they knew when mom was busy. They knew when dad is busy yeah. because they have seen us working from home for many for a, over a year, yeah, for a lot years. of times, but now even yeah. more than ever. Yeah. yeah. So I totally understand how overwhelming it is. I totally understand how people feel that, uh, how do you, do I manage? Because it takes time to get to build that type of... To um, build that type, yeah, and be yes. disciplined and have a strategy. And this, so oh, yes. when do you... So I have two questions for you for now. One, when do you ever make time just for Erica, for you, just for you, like a quiet oh. time? Oh, it's in my calendar. It is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, how, how is that? Like, well, I will tell you something. Uh-huh. What is my time? It's my workout time. My time is when I take a nap. Sometimes people they say, how are you up at 530 in the morning? And I saw you still sending messages at midnight because I do a schedule my nap. I do a schedule. Now we're not traveling. Now we're not doing, but I will tell you when we travel, it will be also time that, so this is yeah. something that I, it, I was not consistent as I am right now, a little bit more consistent. I take my time for reading. I take those, I join like a book club right now. We're reading this, which I love, um, John Maxwell. Um, so I which will one? also, which, which one from John yeah. Maxwell? Jumpstart your priorities. Okay. In this yeah, I love so, John Maxwell. Okay. But I, yes. So I will tell you that, um, Anything when sometimes my client will ask me because I'm still in the business, we know that uh, making ladies feel wonderful from the inside out to project that, right? So, and I will say everybody's different in sense of your time. And to me, it's like, I need to sleep. I need to rest. That's what it is. I need the rest anytime. I feel good when I work out. I also love to be part of something. I like that. And some, and some other people, they say, oh, too many meetings, too many days. I say, I like that. I like that type of uh, community connection. So this yeah. is why I do the book club, right? Yeah. So, so I will I will say that. And, and at the same time, you know what else I really like? And it is for me. And I realize that it's for me because my kids actually told me that we plan movie night. Okay, and nice. it, it used to be once a week. Now it's every two weeks. And why is it my time? Because it's time when I really feel that we're talking about something, even if we're just watching the movie, the connection and to see them. I mean, they're twins and they already have their own little world, right? Yeah. So for me to see that, it is for me. 
once they didn't want to oh tomorrow we'll do more with that finally it was like the following week and they were like anyways it's for you it's not for us <laughs> they said, well, it is <laughs> they enjoy it they definitely enjoy it. they're like okay mommy do we make the popcorn or you make it so i will consider even that i will consider my time my time yeah especially yeah. if you're watching okay the second thing is for you said like you had to have read a lot of books or followed a lot of leaders for you when it comes to changing your mindset what books inspired you or who from the leaders inspired you i will say that um before even like reading a whole book because mm -hmm. i will be very very honest mm -hmm. and one of those people and i know that i'm not the only one who are reading seven books at the same time <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. and some people maybe you don't you don't understand the concept but i will tell you why <laughs> I don't read just one book. Sometimes I'm like, okay, here and there, and I have all my pages where I am. And before that, I was always um, curious about quotes. I was always curious about um, videos or people. Anybody will send me a link. I wanted to know more about this. Tech Talk, when they started, I was always curious with everything that it was in align with look what it is personal development or align what it is your mindset even without before knowing the concept of mindset before knowing because that those are things that we i had or many people also have growing up but there was no name for it mm -hmm. you know when your parents tell you yeah. so but now we know and this is like you you believe system and things like that so but i will tell you the book that i really change a lot it's um atomic habits okay. because that put everything in order all the ideas all the things from here for there the concepts yeah you can have all the information but until you really don't take the action and to me that's what it is is the action that it makes a difference yeah the action Absolutely. so that's so, why so that's why atomic for me habits. that book yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a very good book. Yeah, it is. I have read it and I used to be on his email list and uh, I don't know what happened. And I used to have, yeah, so I changed my email and I mm -hmm. lost him and I lost a lot of others. Yeah, so that is absolutely amazing. And you're such an inspiration to mompreneurs, especially to all those who are struggling right now. I hope they listen, they watch this and they get inspired and they get organized like... Uh, like you said, you have everything in your calendar, rest time, reading time, nap time, and uh, that works because then it will just ring here and remind mm -hmm. you, okay, you need to take a break right now or read for about an hour or something mm -hmm. like that. So that is absolutely amazing. And uh, any last word, any last advice for mompreneurs? Okay, no, no, no. I have to ask you a couple of questions before you give your last word. So this is a quest questions I ask everybody I interview. So if you had to visit three countries that you haven't visited already before you die, which countries would they be? Which countries? For sure, China. I haven't been to China yet. Okay. One. That's for sure. Um, other place that I wanted to go, it's... Um, You've got two more. 
Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking, okay, only two. I definitely wanted to go to Alaska. No, it's not a country, but it's a region. Okay. <laughs> okay. I definitely wanted to see that. Okay. <laughs> and um, other country that I also wanted to go, I wanted to go to... Uh, I'm always being very curious about India, Bangladesh. I know it's not not in the same area, but not but being with the people. I wanted to see that because yeah. I have I have a feeling that it's like being in Peru with a different language that yeah. I don't understand yeah. anything. Yeah. So that that part I really wanted to do. Okay, so let's say India is your third one. Yes. Okay, yeah. Because I always yeah. wanted to go for a meditation retreat or something in India uh -huh. or Colombia or Peru. If you, uh, yeah, but it had to be like a spiritual retreat. This yeah. is like one of my dreams to do. Yeah. Like, and it has to be minimum two weeks for me to travel mm -hmm. that far, right? It has oh, to be minimum, yeah. You come back, you're a renewed person, you know, oh my God, okay. yeah. I'm just closing yeah. my eyes now and just picturing myself somewhere because especially now with all this pandemic and all, we God knows we need that, yeah. So, okay, so one thing, if there is one dream that you would like to fulfill before you die, one dream, one. big dream that you have and you would like to fulfill before you die, what would it be? Oh, that uh, I have this idea that will travel with all my, my brothers and their families and mm -hmm. my family. Yeah. I just, that is to me ultimate. <laughs> okay, so, so you want to go to Peru, pick them up and then go. Or, or, yeah, or meet somewhere. It's just spending that time somewhere else that is not like, like you said, not in Peru or not here where we live, but that traveling experience. Experience with all of them. That's, oh, yes. that is so sweet. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, I yeah. know that, that that's uh, one of the immediate immediate uh, goals. <laughs> not no long term, medium term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It will happen, trust me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. just leave it to the universe and before oh, you yeah. know it, everything happens. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Okay, so... That was an amazing conversation. What is your last advice for struggling mompreneurs? Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I will say two things. One is gratitude and the other one is belief. And I will say gratitude because you have no idea how your life can change when you start practicing gratitude. Live a life of gratitude. Yes. It's so much and it goes like beyond that we can imagine it's it's really because trust me not everything is going to happen the way we want it all the mm -hmm. time yeah no and but we still have to keep going believe yeah. you can do it it's yeah. so easy like every other i always said every other activity that i do it's a sign that i have to stop this <laughs> But my, my belief, it was greater yeah. that I know that I can do it. I know Your that faith, I yeah. Oh, my God. Like, for it's just having that faith. Just get grab that faith and don't let it go. Believe, believe. And, again, gratitude helped a lot with that. Gratitude with everything. You know what? I will tell you, my kids, we put my pride when they were five, six years old, everywhere. I'm like, you know what? All right. <laughs> What can I be grateful for? Hey, look, the clouds are beautiful. I'm grateful for the clouds. I'm not going to be grateful for what the kids just did. For sure. <laughs> but it's, 
it's the mindset is like make it fun it i you know what i just bring myself back into that time when i started and i true that i question myself a lot what did i do what what was i thinking like seriously like and i will look back two three years before that when I was aspiring to have the office, the career and the whole thing. And then here I am starting a business that nobody wants to listen about. <laughs> so but you know what? That's what I say. Gratitude and believe in yourself. Trust me, it is worth it every it single time. It is yeah, worth it. Yeah, and have a strategy like you said. Yeah. Oh my God, it was such a pleasure having you. And uh, I am sure we're going to do another one sometime soon. Yeah, we can talk oh about God. a different subject. Uh, oh, because you're good at strategy and you're good at uh, you know um, network marketing and I think a lot of people they always hesitate about network marketing and uh, we would I would love us to talk about that another time but thank mm -hmm. you so much for being on my podcast thank you for being my guest Oh my God, Gabby, you have no idea how grateful I am really to be here. Like you, when I, when I listen to your podcast and all the people that you interview, like, wow, that is fantastic. And now to be here, like seriously, thank you so much for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to any other, uh, on other time oh, that I get have, yes, yes, <laughs> have the chance to be here. Yeah, we will do that. We will definitely do that. Okay, thank you so much. And everybody, I will be posting um, uh, Erica's bio and her social media links. Please do get in touch with her. She's an extremely successful human being, a woman of integrity and a woman of class. That's what I call her. I call her the classy lady. And uh, you can learn a lot from her, in particular, mompreneurs. So get in touch with her. I will be posting her bio and social media links. In the meantime, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and stay safe. Wishing you grace, peace and balance. Take care. Bye.